Hello and welcome back to Lilith's Petcast. I am your host James and today we are taking a look at the episode What's So Scary About the Jungle? Everything. And we start with Mrs. Trombley getting off the phone with someone and being super giddy about it. Blythe asks what's up and Mrs. Trombley can't stop jumping up and down because she's excited that her friend from college Tess McSavage is coming for a visit and by now you should know I like to veer myself off into some form of tangent and so this time we're going on the tangent of what did Mrs. Trombley study in college or do in college I know what she studied in college she studied business and got a business degree possibly with something animal related as a minor to help her facilitate pet needs because she's opening a pet store with like a wide range of pets you know from panda to dog the the two extremes of the spectrum now the real question is is this pre or post uh becoming a kung fu quilting superstar I kind of want to say pre that it, it would just make sense for something and because that means that she would have been to college in the late 60s she must have been quite a riot literally and it kind of seems that her politics probably stuck from then with with a little evolution here and there. Meanwhile, I do believe that Fisher is a proponent of Reaganomics just because he's wealthy and he likes to think he's given as much for the trickle down as a, like would be nice. Uh, maybe but he actually hasn't <laughs> because because his daughters are still like blase over the fact that robots exist. <laughs> okay. So back to the episode. Blaith asks who that is and Mrs. Tomley explains that Tess McSavage is a world-famous zoologist with her own show. Blythe realizes that she means that Tess McSavage and says that the pets love her show, but then says that she loves the show. Why can't the pets love her show? Like, like, pets can be enamored with what's on TV normally, and in this world where... Like, some people could pick up on a more advanced version. Like, like they could enjoy watching other animals on TV, especially if it's a zoological show. It would make sense. I don't know. There are many things about this episode I find confusing. Well, not many, just mm, a couple. I don't know. Okay, you know what? I'm going to be perfectly honest here. Uh, 
This is actually my second take. So there's at least one big thing that I find confusing later. So uh, the first take didn't go too well because Audacity was uh, messing up, but we're here. We're just going to chug along. Anyway, back to the episode. Mrs. Trombley says that Tess is coming to downtown city to get away from it all. Blythe says that's a bit odd, but Mrs. Tomley reminds her that she's so used to the jungle or wherever she's studying animals that the city would be a good break from that. So Blythe decides to go tell the pets, and Mrs. Tomley laughs at that notion to herself. And it just so happens that in the day camp, the pets are watching Tess's show and... From what I've seen, from what's on the screen there, it feels like a PBS Kids zoological show. Kind of like Zaboomafu. Or anything else crat related. Like, I guess it feels more crat like because like I don't know, there's no there's no animal mascot for the thing, but I've really only seen Zaboomafu. Like, outside of, like, Zaboomafu, I don't know any other Krat shows. So, take that as you will. Anyway, Tess is telling the viewers about uh, her thesis that every animal has something that they do best. Her examples are singing with a blue whale, running with a cheetah, and digging with some kind of rodent that she didn't specify. I can't quite tell what animal that is, but I'm not a zoologist, so whatever. Anyway, Penny is so excited about Tess's show, and she loves it so much, and Blythe drives her excitement through the roof because she says that Tess McSavage is coming here to the littlest pet shop and Penny does get excited. Russell asks why she's coming and Blythe explains that Mrs. Twombly and Tess are old friends and Penny is really excited and she wants to show Tess what she does best. Sunil says crying, Vinny says eating, Zoe says looking adorable, Penny says it's none of those and goes around hugging everyone. Blythe asks if it's hugging, and Penny says, how'd you guess? Meanwhile, Mrs. Trombley is cleaning thoroughly, and Blythe comments on it, and then Tess knocks on the door, and Trombley lets her in. Mrs. Trombley says that there's no need to knock, because you're allowed at my place anytime. Tess says that she's so used to the jungle where there are no doors to understand okay this is the thing i got very confused about like like there there should be like a structure to house say your research note or other researchers out there with you or your camera crew and your other television crew needs and their equipment 
and the cameras. It's just, it's just weird. There has to be, like, doors that she needs to use. Like, does she not use them? And she has her assistant take everything into a door and she just roughs it? Like, that's... I, I, it's odd. Like, like, there has to be a sort of structure for her. This makes no sense. Like, I, I was thinking that maybe, just maybe, she's so used to needing to knock because of how many people have to be on a film trip or a zoological study that when she's in in a public setting that she kind of forgets or has to get back like she knows what doors are because she went to college with mrs trombley that's a provable fact she didn't live out in the jungle and then suddenly go to college. You need you need society to go to college. It's it's weird that she's not used to doors. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Is that is that where like like I don't know. Does she just not like doors? Maybe I don't know. I don't think that would be the case this is just weird that she says she doesn't get doors that that's theoretically impossible uh, okay okay we're we're calming down on that for now Blythe is there and says uh, it's an honor to meet her. And Mrs. Trombley introduces Blythe as uh, someone who works with her here at the Lola's Pet Shop. And Tess makes a joke about how she hopes she doesn't work without Trombley, which has actually happened, but, you know, Tess is laughing it up. Anyway, Tess is really impressed with the Littlest Pet Shop. And Mrs. Tromley goes into sales pitch mode, which Tess doesn't mind because Tromley graduated with a business degree. You know, I think it might have to be after Kung Fu Quilting because she stopped Kung Fu Quilting in order to open this up. But maybe she went to college first and then uh, became a Kung Fu Quilter thinking maybe I can coast on this. But then after her injury, she realized that this isn't what she really wanted to do. So back to business. And again, Tess doesn't mind Twombly going into sales pitch mode because they know each other so well because they were college friends. And I guess that would excuse why Mrs. Twombly doesn't say anything about Tess and Doors. Maybe something happened with Tess and doors where Tess was getting rid of a door because it wronged her somehow. Like she walked in it accidentally. And uh, Mrs. Tromley says, hey, 
That uh, doorknob looks nice. Can I can I have it before you destroy the rest of the door? And Tess is like, sure. And that's that's where we get Tom Lee's doorknob collection. And uh, you know what? I mean, I guess like a structure is needed, not necessarily a door. There there could be doorways, but they could be like open or sliding or like like a beaded curtain maybe tess has a thing about doors like that she's slowly getting over i don't know it's it's weird okay it's weird anyway blythe points to the fact that this place has a day camp tess is wondering if it has day campers and blythe invites her to see them and so they walk in, and Tess cleans her glasses. Penny imagines what meeting Tess is going to be like. So, in a magically lit pet shop, Tess is admiring Penny and then picks her up. She wonders what Penny is best at, and Penny holds out her arms. Tess infers a hug is coming and says that she has lots of hugs, but then Penny goes for it, and Tess is enamored with it. Tess declares that that was the best hug that she has ever gotten. And thus ends the fantasy. And then Penny hides behind Pepper because she's so nervous. Now, if you're wondering why I didn't question whether, like, t how Tess knew that a hug was coming... A, she's a zoologist who studies animal behavior, and B, it's a fantasy, so whatever. Anyway, Blythe introduces Tess to the pets, Russell, Zoe, Sunil, and Vinny, which I will point out right now, but this has been the case for the episode thus far, that Vinny has been on Sunil's head all of this time, and then uh, Minka... Pepper, and when Pepper is introduced, she sprays a good spray, but it's too close for Penny. So she gets out into a coughing fit. And then as the smoke clears, Blythe introduces Tess to Penny. But Tess sees that Penny is a panda and freaks out, runs into the wall twice, and then tears the door off of the day camp and then leaves. I guess she really does have a thing about doors if she just tore it off. Like, like maybe, maybe that's a thing with Tess after all. Like, 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 as long as there's a structure, it makes sense. So, anyway, Blythe and Mrs. Trombley don't know what happened and go to check on Tess. But meanwhile, Penny is upset because she thinks that if she can scare someone like Tess, uh, she must be the scariest thing on the planet. And Vinny, oh Vinny, offers to comfort her with the wise words, but not the galaxy. There must be something more repulsive than you beyond our solar system. Penny cries harder, and Pepper just smacks Vinny off of Sunil with a rubber chicken and tells him that he's not helping. <laughs> he's very much not helping. 
Penny says that she just wants to show Tess why she's special and cries some more. Meanwhile, in Mrs. Trombley's office, Mrs. Trombley asks Blythe about tea and Blythe comes and delivers the tea and Tess drinks it to refocus herself. She drinks it improperly and also eats a scone improperly as well. Like, like not improperly, like the wrong way, just not in a delicate way, which I like to believe is a character choice. Like, this is a thing she did before becoming a zoologist. Like, you know that when she's a kid, her parents would tell her to, like, learn some table manners. And she was all like, no, I'm going to live in the jungle where I don't need table manners. And Tess was right. Tess was right. Never give up on your dreams, kids. <laughs> Never give up. Meanwhile, uh... Blythe asks what happened with Penny Ling, and Tess seems really confused, thinking it's city lingo, and wonders what she means. Blythe and Mrs. T clarify that Penny Ling is a panda, and that you freaked out on her. Tess says she doesn't remember a thing, and said she would remember seeing a panda in downtown city. She then says she loves bears. They're probably her favorite animal. And then pulls out her phone and shows Blythe some bear pictures she has. She has one with the polar bear, uh, one where she's feeding salmon to a grizzly bear, and one with a bear mascot at a baseball game who Tess says was enthusiastic. So Tess does have a city residence or goes to the city sometimes, a city at least, so she has to deal with doors in some way. But I guess she's out often enough where, uh, you know, she doesn't deal with it terribly often. But she went, she goes to a baseball game casually. And I don't know. I am hung up on this door thing. This doesn't make any dang sense. Okay. So, uh... Tess then says that she doesn't understand why some people are afraid of bears and leaves Twombly's office for a bit. Blythe asks Mrs. Twombly why Tess took a break from her show, and Mrs. Twombly has no idea. Meanwhile, Russell is explaining to a sad Penny that maybe Tess doesn't like Penny specifically, just pandas in general. Penny says sarcastically, she doesn't hate me. She hates what I am. That makes me feel so much better. Zoe then asks, are we sure it's not Penny specifically? But Russell has an idea to test out his theory. He asks Pepper if he, she still has her gorilla outfit. Pepper eagerly gets it, and Penny picks up on the idea. If she's afraid of pandas, she won't be afraid of her if she's a gorilla. Penny wonders if she'll look ridiculous, and Pepper says she won't. So after she gets dressed up, Vinny says she looks ridiculous and starts making a joke, but Pepper strikes him again, and he was already on Sunil's head at this point. He doesn't spend the whole episode up there, just a significant amount. Anyway, uh, Penny is a bit worried that it won't work because she doesn't have a uh, good motor control, but Zoe says that if it does work, it will have been worth it. 
Zoe says that she never thought she'd have to say this, but fashion must take a back seat. Penny is stumbling and saying that she hopes it works. Penny falls over and Pepper comments on how it's like she's never walked in fake gorilla feet before. So Russell calls over to Blythe and Blythe sees Pepper and Penny in the gorilla suit. She wonders who's in it if Pepper's not in it. Penny says that it's her and Blythe picks up on what's going on. Blythe then decides to reintroduce Penny to Tess as a gorilla and Tess freaks out even harder. Russell thinks that Tess is afraid of pandas and gorillas, but Penny is upset because she thinks Tess is just afraid of her. Blythe decides to finally look up why Tess left her show. So she finds an article stating that Tess ran away screaming in a gorilla sanctuary and is in seclusion. She reads that the gorilla that caused the incident is in downtown city in the zoo. Blythe says that's great, but Pepper's confused and says, call me Vinny, but huh? And Vinny gets even more confused by that. Blythe explains that she can do some investigation work and asks what happened to help Penny Ling show what Tess makes her special. So she goes to the zoo and looks for the gorillas. She finds a sign and notes what's on it. Lions, tigers, bears. Oh my, the gorillas are right over this way. Which, like, it's it's interesting because, like, like, I'm not even bothered by that. It's just writer, you know, it, it's, it's an easy thing to do, which, like, in theory, like, back when it was written, it was impressive. Like, I don't, like, that's why it continues to get referenced to this day. But I, it's just weird how, like, like, constant use just, like, rubs down the, like, veneer of the effect anyway uh she walks up to the gorilla enclosure and looks for the specific gorilla and finds her and calls out to her the gorilla is a bit confused but goes over there to make the paying customers happy which a, I hope this is a per day thing and that there's a stamp or a band that I'm not seeing. Because if it's per visit, Blythe is spending a fair amount on the zoo today. And B, it makes sense that the animals would want the zoos to do well because they get the attention, a good habitat, less of a chance of dying in the wild due to nature or poachers or predators or whatever. And like... It gives them an area where they're treated fairly with all of those other perks. Assuming this zoo treats animals fairly, which I think it does. It seems to. They're, the habitats seem to be rather big. And, you know, so that animals can, you know, be wild and be themselves. Anyway, Blythe starts chatting with the gorilla, but the gorilla asks, are you actually talking to me like I can understand you and you can understand me? 
Blythe says that it is happening and that you're not going bananas. And then when that joke fails to land, presumably because she's heard it 10 million times, kind of like the lions, tigers, and bears thing, um, Blythe just introduces herself and asks the gorilla's name. The gorilla introduces herself as Sunshine Sweetness, which she knows is weird. And Blythe is like, yeah, kind of. Blythe asks about Tess McSavage and Sunshine says that uh, like they've met and that they may have had a slight misunderstanding. So the misunderstanding is about Sunshine's Squeezy, her plushy panda toy. One day out in the wild, in the gorilla sanctuary, Sunshine was with Squeezy, but she got hungry and she didn't want to get food all over Squeezy. So she tucked Squeezy into like like a like like a it's really hard to describe. So like like the ground is the bed part. But she makes a pillow and blanket out of leaves. And then she goes off to eat. Tess then comes in, looking for a photo op for Sunshine. But then steps on Squeezy, and she picks it up, and Sunshine sees this. I will note, this scene, she's like, oh, I love pandas. This is adorable. Just to, just to kind of rub it. So she, Sunshine explains that that triggered her motherly instinct and she ran up ferociously, took Squeezy, and roared in Tess's face, which sent Tess running in fear. Blythe gets it after hearing this story and she understands why Tess is afraid of gorillas and pandas. Sunshine says she's gentle as long as she has her squeezy and she might even share him now. She says she's 28 now and figures that she should learn to share someday. Which, okay, another time thing that confuses me. When, when did this happen? Because based on that comment and like a bit of wear and tear on squeezy, it seems like this was at least a year ago not a few weeks ago like like a sudden break to come to downtown city would suggest it's odd i don't know either way blythe comes up with a plan to help tess get over her fears show tess sunshine's good side and show tess what penny has to offer in terms of what makes her special and she whispers this plan to sunshine meanwhile back at the pet shop uh penny is depressed and asks minka to try again minka tickles penny but penny fails to laugh and i, I know this isn't exactly the point but tickling doesn't make you laugh joyously. It's a reaction to the act of tickling, which the human body considers insects crawling on you, which is why when you get tickled, people ask you to stop tickling. Because it's not 
something that makes them laugh joyously and makes them laugh nervously and they want you to stop. And that's also why, at least some people, start throwing fists wildly or kicking because, like, it, it just... <laughs> That that's it, but that's that's not the point right now. No, and Penny says that she's just too upset to feel anything, which I guess makes that criticism entirely pointless and not mostly pointless because she doesn't feel the need to get rid of the insects crawling on her. Which I mean, I guess Minka does anyway. I don't know how. Uh, that works anymore. <laughs> like, like, do do they just not care about insects? I mean, I guess they would have to at some point, but not right now. I guess it's this is neither here nor there nor anywhere. It's just bleh. anyway. Russell says that Blythe has a good plan and hopes that it will work. Penny has confidence that it will work, but she just wants to see it and be there. Zoe says, who says we can't follow my lead? Meanwhile, Blythe is taking Tess for a walk through the park, and Tess is really enjoying it. Blythe takes Tess to the zoo, and Tess is a raring to go. And at the pet shop, the pets bother Mrs. Trombley, and she infers that they want to go out. Mrs. Trombley agrees to let them go out. And back at the zoo, Blythe is taking Tess through the zoo, and Tess is marveling at all of the wonderful animals that are there. Because animals are a marvel. So, a pair of tourists, I think, because they look the part, uh, see Tess and get excited for their first celebrity sighting in downtown city so that also clues me in on them being tourists because you know when you're in a city like new york like there there are a bunch of uh celebrities that do stuff here too that you might see every once in a while but it is a big city and whatever Downtown city is a significantly smaller city with its own sort of populace and popular people of it. Man, which which quadrant is SNL in? I'm wondering. Like like if it's in one of the other ones. Like man, can you even imagine live from downtown Saturday night? Oh, jeez. That would be wonderful. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> so, uh, Blythe is getting ready for Tess to go to the gorilla enclosure, but the tourists come up to Tess, and they're so happy to meet her. The wife asks what she's doing here. Shouldn't she be off in the world? But the husband... At least that's how I'm taking it. I think they say honey to each other. They look like an adorable couple. They say that we should respect her privacy, but then ask for a photo, which I'm sure Tess is happy to give. 
And the husband also asks her to sign his hat. <laughs> he takes off his hat and he is very much bald. So they also explain that their favorite part of her show is when she explains what makes every animal special. So uh, if you hear something shattering, it's because I'm about to throw some rocks in my glass house. It just seems a bit odd that two adults would watch a PBS zoological show. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm doing an entire podcast on a non-edutainment television show, so I guess if they're learning something, that's that's worth it. Plus, they're having fun. Tess is, <laughs> Tess is a good person to have fun with, I assume. And, you know, they're not, like, pushing or anything. It's just normal, relatively normal fan stuff. It's, uh... It's just... It's... I I like it, though. It's... Like, like we, we, we can all be odd together, okay? So, meanwhile, the pets are dragging Mrs. Twombly through the park and to the zoo which I thought was not available to the pets last time we were there, but new management, I guess, maybe. I don't know. Probably, like, no, I don't even know what I was thinking with that. That was a park thing. Anyway, Sunshine can't find Squeezy, and she goes up to Blythe and tells her that. Blythe says that's horrible, and Sunshine says that's really, really horrible. So, meanwhile, Tess walks up to Blythe and says she never thought she'd get away from those two. So, Blythe decides to go with the plan anyway and introduces Tess to Sunshine, which, as predicted, Tess freaks out. But Blythe keeps telling Tess the situation, like, what happened. Um, Sunshine frantically looks for Squeezy, which makes Tess even more nervous. Blythe keeps explaining that Sunshine had a reason, and Tess asks her, how does she know? At that moment, the pets interrupt Blythe trying to make up an answer for that, and Mrs. Twombly comes barreling down and crashes into Tess and Blythe. Blythe tells the pets about Sunshine's missing squeezy, and the pets get to searching for it. Except for Penny, who sees Sunshine and thinks that she just needs a hug. So Tess is clinging to Twombly, and Twombly says that they should leave because Sunshine is upsetting Tess. Blythe tries to explain that she had a reason, but Tess freaks out and says that she's a wild animal, and I don't know how to calm her down anymore. So I guess it's more of a yips thing than a, than a whole being scared. I guess she is scared, but also yippy. Not yippy as in a celebration, but yip-like? I don't know. It's odd. Anyway, Sunshine suddenly stops freaking out, and Blythe points out that she's calmed down. And Blythe thinks that Sunshine has found her toy panda and points it out to Tess. Tess freaks out a bit, but Blythe then explains what happened with the squeezy and sunshine. 
Tess remembers now and realizes that she was never really in any danger whatsoever and starts laughing at herself about it. But then Tess, being the zoologist among them, points out that that isn't a toy panda, it's a real panda. And Mrs. Twombly and Blythe recognize that as Penny Ling, and everyone is shocked. But Tess heads out. Mrs. Twombly says that that door's for employers only, but Blythe says she knows what she's doing, and I assume that a zoo would let a zoologist, especially a famous one, go in. And uh, Tess enters the gorilla enclosure. She carefully approaches Sunshine and talks to her about how she knows she's upset about losing her panda toy, but that Penny Ling isn't a toy, but an actual panda. Mrs. Trombley loves seeing Tess in action and wonders how great it would be to talk to animals like that. And Blythe says it is, but then corrects herself to it would be. Tess says that if they retrace Sunshine's steps, they'll find Squeezy and... Tess does. Tess exchanges Squeezy for Penny and leaves the sanctuary, a hero, conquering her fears of two of the three things that we saw in this episode. She still has a thing about doors, but you know what? Two out of three ain't bad, okay? Okay, we got it. Everyone celebrates and Tess meets them outside of the enclosure. Penny gives Tess a hug, and it plays out just like in Penny's fantasy. And Tess declares that that was the best hug she's ever gotten. Tess thanks Blythe for helping her get over her fears, but then asks how she figured it out. Blythe, instead of giving an answer, sees Tess's fans and calls them over for a photo op with Tess and an adorable panda. So... Later, at the shop, uh, the pets are commenting on Penny's bravery, and Penny said that it was nothing. She said she thought about what Sunil and Vinny would do, and then did the opposite. And then they laughed, and that ends the episode. Overall, I think this is a pretty good episode. Like, I have a few things about it, but that's just me digging into it. If I was watching this casually, I wouldn't even give some of that stuff the time of day, but because I'm like digging into it, uh, I see some issues, but overall it's a fun episode. It's like really cool to see like someone who's friends with Mrs. Twombly and see that they're just as eccentric as her. And, like, it it gives the show a lot more of a flair. And I like seeing Penny being challenged. Because, like, like, seeing characters overcome challenges is great. But, like, I don't know, something about Penny being challenged. Because, like, Penny, Penny is seen as, like, the delicate one. And, like... Like, seeing her overcome these sorts of challenges just shows that she's not, like, so delicate that she'll just melt at the face of adversary. She'll just, like, 
go through it. People will help like they help with everyone else. And she'll come out the other side better and stronger. Like they said. And it's amazing. Uh, I, I just think this episode does a lot well. And that should be it for this episode of the Littlest Pet Cast. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on iTunes, on Shout Engine, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else our SS feeds go when they just want to take a break and go to a place where doors are, apparently. I'm still hung up on that thing. And be sure to tune in for the next episode, Two Pets for Two Pests. I shall see you then.